And we are back. Recapping the week that was. We only gave you one episode last week, but we're two loving, caring gentlemen. And we Mm -hmm. are back. And just like before, when we went to the store and came back smelling like cigarettes and booze (laughs) a week later, here we are back again. We only gave you one pod last week, but damn it. We're committed to this family while we're here in the house. And that's what comes first. And what we just, do. And just like a really shitty father, we have brought home another child that you will now have to listen to and have fun with. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> this is daddy's new girlfriend. <laughs> Actually, she's just a friend. Mm. Um, and that Her is. Aunt. The I prefer aunt. Aunt. <laughs> aunt auntie. Um, that is the one and only Walker Upchurch. Walker, welcome to the pod. Your first appearance. It is a pleasure to be here. Long time listener. Now, maybe a friend of the program. People have been looking forward to this uh, appearance for a very long time. And I'm, I'm happy that I can finally uh, deliver on the zip and quick wit that this podcast has long lacked. Oh, Wow, throwing daggers at the hosts who invited you on right out of the gate. It's a bold strategy. It is a bold strategy. I got to say, you know, I've I've elected a few uh, legal activities tonight, and uh, I'm I'm taken back by that, Walker. (laughs) Absolutely taken back. Stunt. Well, I am really happy to be here, in all honesty. I do. I, I love the pod. I think that you guys have great banter back and forth. And, uh, you know, I, I really, um, can I rate your podcast? Yes. What is Apple this a podcast? Spotify, a, five stars, rate and review. Write, I, us, write something in the review section. We will read it on the pod. I, I will. I, I think I might write like just reviews, just like one after another. If you're going to read all of the reviews on the podcast, that would be beautiful. Go to the Apple store and write a different <laughs> review on every iPhone and subscribe every iPhone to our podcast. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. But it was an action packed week. We got college football talk. We got pro football talk. We got NBA free agency. Look ahead. Talk. We got. Goat talk, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, big time showdown. Did not go that well for one of us on this podcast. We got gambling talk. We got everything you need, and we got big walk on the show. So what up? All that and more on the Rivers and Luke podcast right now. And we're back. Week six of the NFL is in the books. Week seven of college football, I believe. Um, And we'll just start it at the top. My, our Walker, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, pasted the Green Bay Packers 38 to 10. I haven't seen... When Rob Gronkowski retired the first time, I in the Super Bowl, I referred to him as the old war horse because he was beat up, he was worn down, <laughs> and he looked like he was ready to ride off into the sunset with Tom Brady alongside. Pal, he looked like that horse needed to be sent to the glue factory. I, but I'll tell you what, 
I mean, are we just whatever pretending that WWE, he's still... <laughs> whatever the WWE helped him out with, stuff finally kicked in this week. That man was rocking and rogling. I loved it. Rob Gronkowski, I, I love watching him. He's such a fun NFL football player. And to get to see him have fun once again for the first time in like a really long time on a football field, and for Tom Brady to look so good, I think he completed like 71% of his passes or something like that. I mean, it just couldn't feel happier for them and the Bucks. Luke, you were, uh, you were on the other side of this one. I never thought I would see you stand behind Aaron Rodgers, but here we are. Well, you also have to understand I've, I've been absolutely abused by Aaron Rodgers for the better part of like two decades now. So <laughs> what's that, like a Stockholm syndrome or whatever? <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was me betting on Aaron Rodgers and like hiding behind him while holding on to his pocket. That's what that <laughs> bet was. <laughs> uh, no, I mean – if he wouldn't have done the double pump after that touchdown, things might have gone differently, all right? But in all seriousness, I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers played maybe their best game of the year. And I said this to you earlier, you guys might have the two best linebackers on one team. I think so. I think Levante David is number one. And, um, I mean, Darius Leonard's really good. There's good linebackers in the league, but – Devin White's top five, top as ten. As far as one, two punches are concerned, I mean, Easily. it's just crazy. And Easily. it it really, really took away the run game that they had that I'll really allows nice. that, like, whole offense to be like a a wagon. Yeah. I'll tell you who had a nice game. Who's that? The House of Speeders, baby. And Dominican Sue. You sure what? did dominant he did especially late in the first half he really got after Aaron Rodgers and those two players have a history and kind of when you see that happen and he gets after him so much I think that really threw him off his game it was weird to see somebody talk that much shit to Rodgers and Rodgers not come back with like the huge fu in the second half because, like, you see Sue, like, throwing Rodgers to the ground to end the half on a sack while the Packers are, like, trying to drive and get him field goal position. And Sue literally just, like, throws him down and ends the half Crush. and is, like, letting him know about it. And you're like, oh, God, he's pissed off the beast. Here comes Rodgers. And then, dude, like, they couldn't protect him in the second half. And they – the Buccaneers were getting pressure with four. And if you can get – yeah, Bakhtiari got hurt, and that's a huge loss for the Packers if that's a serious injury. He's the best left tackle in football. Um, but if, you know, with these great quarterbacks, Brady, Rodgers, Mahomes, whatever, if you can, like, get pressure rushing four guys and drop seven guys back in the secondary, you're done. You can't win. If you have no time to throw and there's seven guys playing pass defense, you can't win. Um, and the Buccaneers' defense was – amazing in that game they're so fast Pierre Paul and Shaq Barrett off the edges Devin White and Levante in the middle like that team is the defense is really really good and the secondary is young but they're coming along Antoine Winfield like maybe one of the best free safeties in the league and he's played like five games um Brady didn't have to do a lot um but I will say this the Buccaneers 
they haven't been outplayed by anybody they've played this year. I mean, they outgained the Saints and the Bears in both of their losses. They just lead the league in penalties, and they've beaten themselves twice. And in the first game, Brady had, you know, the bad pick six, and then Mike Evans quits on the route, and he throws another pick, and then they're behind, and then they commit a bunch of penalties. And then the Thursday night game against the Bears was a fucking mess. Mike Evans with, like, one catch. Godwin doesn't play. Scotty Miller with zero catches. It was a disaster. Um, but when they're healthy and when they play their best, they got not, to Not it. Scotty Miller. Not Scotty Miller getting zero catches. <laughs> Anything with the keys to success. <laughs> Run the ball. No turnovers. Scotty Miller in that order. <laughs> look, man. Look, man. Playoff Danny was always a weapon. It goes, <laughs> Scotty Miller, Goran Dragic, <laughs> Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest, he drew a nice pass interference. Sure did, sure did, like fifty yards at the um, two line. Yeah, I don't know if I would say the. Okay, uh, we'll go around the horn. Who, who right now are your favorites to win the NFC? We'll start with Luke. I mean, it not to be like a not like non-Takian type man, but it's either going to be the Green Bay Packers or the or the Buccaneers. You think so? Yeah. No love for uh, Russell Wilson. No, dude, that defense is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> that defense is absolutely horrendous. Russ is on one this year. Walker, who 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 do you, who would you go with if you had to pick a uh, winner of the NFC right now? So you're always worried about the person coming out of the West, right? Like, I mean, I, I think if the 49ers get it right, they looked really scary. Um, they, You know, obviously they don't have Bosa. I think he's out for the year. Um, Tampa Bay looks incredible. That's maybe the best I've seen a team look all year. I worry about a team that peaks too early. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good point. It, it's certainly a good point. But I, I, I think more than anything else, they were just like, I think that's the level of talent that they have on that team, but I think it just took a little bit for them to come together. You know, they have a new quarterback and a new system and a whole bunch of new players. And if you don't have an off season and, you know, four weeks of preseason and spring workouts, you know, it'll take six to eight weeks to even like get to like where you were. Right. Like that's about like the same number of, of like weeks that they missed. So I think that they're like becoming who they are. Um, I, I don't think that they've played their best game yet. You know what? With that argument that you just gave us, Walker, I'm back in on the lines. 10 and 6 <laughs> playoff. <laughs> we beat the brakes off of the fucking Jaguars. We're back. <laughs> yeah, you sure did, pal. You sure did, pal. I um the Packers will be back in the playoffs if they play again the Bucks and the Packers the Packers will play better. Um I have no, you know, false dreams that that's just how much better the Bucks are than the Packers on any given day. Uh that's just not the case, but um it's a big confidence building win for the Bucks and it definitely sends a message that uh they're Super Bowl contenders. Mm-hmm. Um which I think we hope out they were, but uh they hadn't played anybody, and now we've seen it like four good quarters at a time. They fucking commit zero penalties. They give up zero sacks, and oh, my God, look at how great this all looks. Um, so, yeah, the I don't think any less of the Packers, 
Honestly, nope. I still think the Packers 12 and 4. They got their asses kicked on either Sunday or Monday night football last season by the 49ers and guess what? They still made it to the NFC Championship. Uh so you know this happens. Um and that's, you know, that's pretty much all I got to say about it. Luke's Lions. Mm. Winners over the Jacksonville Jaguars. You, you were on the Jaguars money line, Luke. I was on the Jaguars money line. I think that was a hopeful bet more than anything else, to be completely honest with you. Because uh, if, they, cause if, they, if they lose, they fire Patricia. And they fire Quinn. It was like well talked about in the Detroit sports media is that if we were to have done that, we would have fired both of them. And I would have, that would have allowed me to be like happy about anything that's to come. You know what I mean? Because even yeah. if we start playing good, like we're playing good either under somebody new or we're going to be, you know, it's, it's the start of something different. With this move, like all we did is just secure the fact that those two asshats are going to be around for the rest of the year. We're going to win like five or six games. We're going to have a draft pick somewhere in between like nine and 15. And we're just going to continue this wheel of mediocrity. I mean, it's just like, there's, it's the same movie over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. I just want, I want Matt, I want Matt Stafford to do well. That's all I want. I, know I want Matt now. Stafford. We're, at, we're, we're actively watching Andy Dalton shit the bed for the Dallas Cowboys. And, like, if this organization has any competence, you just pick up the phone to Jerry Jones and say, hey, I know how much you don't want to pay your quarterback. How about we give you an already, like, proven one for two years? And, by the way, in case you didn't know this, he's from Texas. Then hang up the phone. Let him call you back. He's from Highland Park. He's from Dallas. Breaking news uh, here on the podcast. He uh, played Little League Baseball with Clayton Kershaw. A lot of people don't know that. (laughs) Many people forget. Uh, Kennedy Meeks also lost a lot of weight. (laughs) Did he? (laughs) He did. Not enough people talked about it. It, it, It's not mentioned a lot of games. Um, But, yeah. Uh, they, they did that same number with Draymond. They'd always like show the fat, like <laughs> freshman Draymond, the pick. fat picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. At what point as a player do you just go, like, "All right, man, fuck off"? Like I'm not like that anymore. Yeah, exactly. They did the same thing to poor Kennedy Meeks. Um, John May was also in that in that meaty to, to slim thick. Uh... <laughs> but with Meeks, it was just such a it was just such a talking point. Like it was so strange. Um, I, this, this triumvirate right here has been on the Jacksonville Jaguars more than three people should be. They have not kept any of their last four games within seven points. Um, losing three of the four by double digits. We may need to start like just blindly throwing like a Jaguars Jets teaser together and just like lay the points with the other team every weekend. I wouldn't hate that. Cause I think the Jaguars are like legitimately that bad. Call it the Trevor Lawrence teaser. 
the Trevor teaser. No, tre- exactly. The, Bam, the, the there Trevor, it is. The Trevor teaser, baby. There if it is. If you bet against them, the Jets, and Kansas football, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a parlay every week, man. That's a hitting. I fucking followed Rivers on the Kansas bet this weekend. And oh, was, my God. Jeez, uh, man. Come on, baby. You want to know the biggest slap in the face that I read today? What? The guy who ran back the kickoff with one minute left to fuck the uh, fuck the cover. Yeah. Just kicked the back door down in my face, robbed my home, took yep. my money, walked out the back door with one minute left on a kick return, sitting out the rest of the season. He's opted out. That was the last play that he will play the entire rest of the season. And he just... <laughs> flipped me the bird on the way out the door <laughs> what a and took my money with him. So Puka, that was extremely rude. If we, uh, if we're talking about college football, I, uh, okay. Well, yeah. Let's uh, just how, dance around, baby. How are, uh, how are you two doing? <laughs> Being North Carolina fans. Yeah. Okay. So, the spot was obviously too big for the team. Like they came out. <laughs> I, it, I think it's safe to say at 31 to seven at halftime, we may have bit off more than we could chew as far as like, Oh, we're number five. We're going into Florida state double digit favorites. Oh, we should win. I think when Hand you say we, we say we, you could say you <laughs> top yeah. five, top five team Twitter handle. Yes, right. I was in. Like, we were a top five team. That happened. You'll never take that away from us. The week of October, what is it, 11th, 2020, North Carolina was a top five team. Now, were they one of the five best teams in the country? Absolutely not. But through process of elimination and deduction, we were in the top five. And um, this is a little too big of a stage for us. We were shell-shocked. And we almost came back and won. I mean, we should have. I feel so bad for Javante Williams, who dropped the pass, who was like – Yeah, that was bad. The most lovable, like, most hardworking, just, like, small-town North Carolina, like, country boy. He friggin' like, rides horses around. And he's just, like, the most sweetest, most hard-nosed, hardworking kid. And uh, to drop that pass on fourth down with the game on the line was – it was really sad. But um, you know what? We're only down to 14. We'll be back. I mean, at least we're not as bad as the Big 12, which, <laughs> you know, I, I, that's the real, um, you know, I, I, you know, we're back more than Texas is right now. You know, we oh, not even look, close. the thing is, the thing is, is North Carolina is recruiting at a really high level. Um, I would say an elite level. Um, they have great coaching. Um, I think this is an interesting stat in the, in like the history, like since Bobby Bowden has been the coach, Florida state has only been a double digit home underdog three times. And for that to be our first uh, top five appearance, since 1997 it puts a lot of stress on us i mean and they have fans which i i think that people forget but i listened to that whole game i would be shocked if that was 25 percent capacity 
I mean, all you heard was, oh, oh. <laughs> like that was like thunderous, it seemed. Now a nasty super spreader event of the millennium. But yeah. They get the I, I, win over the Tar Heels. Yeah. I, I mean, like it, it was just, so like, I think that probably, I think that amount of emotion really carried them early and I also think that that was surprising to us early. You know, like you saw it with Florida when they lose to Texas A&M. And like, obviously, it's a, li- it's a little different. But when you get these big crowds, I think it's, I, it's a very different environment. And I think it really fires up the home team. Winning on the road in a hostile environment in college is a really hard thing to do. And only like the really good teams end up being like above 500 on the road you guys were acting like it was a packed it was a packed house man it was like 50 dude there was a there was a lot of people at that game like way more loud. than i think we we anticipated florida has no cap on how many people can be in their stadiums correct um and so i just yeah i mean the tar heels dropped to 15 which is about where we belong and um, you know what? We're a good team. And if we go friggin' eight and two or seven and three, like that's a good year for us. We're building in the right direction. If, if we go nine and one and beat Clemson in the ACC championship game, do we go to the playoffs? Because I think we do. It would depend. But I would, I would lean yes. But I don't think that's a realistic thing. I don't think that's a realistic thing to think. Clemson, um, just to recap the college football weekend that was, Clemson – fucking pantsed Georgia Tech and bare bottom spanked them in front of all their friends. They hung 70 on them. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, extremely disrespectful. 73? I mean, mm-hmm. come on, man. Yep. I'll tell you what, the Jags need to get rid of moonshine so they can get the sunshine to come in, baby. Ooh, I don't hate it. It's the it, Look, it's the Trevor teaser. I'm telling you. Trevor you- would look good in Jaguars teal. I'll tell you what, Gardner Minshew would look good as a cowboy. <laughs> I would love that. Um, Alabama beats Georgia uh, in the game of the year so far. I don't want that game counting against my picks. I said if Nick Saban wasn't coaching, I was going to take Georgia. He ended up coaching. It's not my fault that he got a 12-year-old to say that he was okay and clear of COVID. That's not my fault. And I do not want the people thinking I made that pick in vain. How do we have literally a University of Alabama employee like doing Saban's COVID testing? How do we? How is that the guy? Can we not get an uh, 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 an un you know a, a, an unbiased third party to at least do the COVID tests on Saban? I mean, for the love of God, uh, Stetson Bennett in the first half, a lot of moxie, a lot of moxie. A lot of moxie. In the second half, not a lot of talent. <laughs> That's the Stetson Bennett experience, baby. Um, Alabama's wide receivers are just sick. They're Alabama's just, just good. <laughs> yes, Alabama is good. Their defense isn't as good as it has been in years past, but I don't know if it matters. Dude, Mac Jones is good. Mac Jones threw for 400 yards against Georgia's defense. You don't just roll out of bed and do that. Mac Jones had a good game. Yeah, but, like, he's not, like, spectacular. You know what I mean? Yeah, but – Like, okay. his game isn't, like – there's nothing about his game that I look at and I'm like, oh, that's something only he can do. You know what I mean? He made some tough throws. This is what I'll say. He's not 
he's not like Greg McElroy, John Parker Wilson, Jacob Coker, like bad Alabama quarterback on a good team. He might be um what's the guy with the chest tattoo? AJ McCarron. Yes. He he's would, like he's in that upper tier of like average I'd say Alabama. He's a, he's a step below AJ AJ McCarron. I think he might be a step above AJ McCarron, but I think they're on the same tier anyway. Dog AJ McCarron was a piece. I, I Mac no- Jones is a piece. Mac Jones just threw for four hundred yards against the best defense in the country. Well, it turns out when you can throw ninety-nine yard completions to guys that run like four two forties in Jalen Waddle, yeah. <laughs> they, they your, your yardage can creep up pretty quickly. <laughs> Here's my professional scouting report on Jalen Waddle. Very fast. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you need to know, folks. Very fast. (laughs) Dude, I could already see uh, the Raiders just scouting teams. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) We got us another one, boys. This guy's awesome. (laughs) And he can catch. Get out of town. I just see John Gruden going in. Like a couple weeks before the end of the season. I'll tell you what, man. We're playing a little too well to Jalen Waddle. <laughs> we got to get Jalen Waddle. I don't want to see a score over three points the next three weeks. If I see three points on the board, you're out. And Derek Carr would be like, you got it, sir. That's my specialty. <laughs> Aren't they neighbors? Like, didn't Derek Carr move, like, right down the street from John Gruden? I don't know, but I feel like that's a very Derek Carr thing to do. He's like, like that's extremely Derek Carr. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy a house right next to yours because we're totally gonna be working together for like the immediate future, and I know that we're not gonna be parting ways in any way, shape, or form. And you're not gonna find somebody better than me, so I'm gonna move right next door. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's see. We wrote off the 49ers too quick. We were too I, quick. To write off the I, st- I still think they're bad. They have so many injuries, but. They, their first four weeks, they were without Kittle for most, mostly everything except for the first half of the first game. They were without Debo Samuel. They're still without Raheem Mostert. And they were without Jimmy G for two weeks. Like, that's literally the whole offense. And Bosa was hurt. Solomon Thomas, defensive tackle, was hurt. I mean, they've had injuries at linebacker and stuff. Like, they have been really banged up. And they are the defending NFC champions. They, uh, we're pretty dominant against the Rams defense looked pretty good. And Kyle Shanahan, I think is just one of those coaches who literally can take your Garoppolo or your Jared Goff or your even Kirk cousins and RG three when he was in Washington and have them be like a really good offense that scores points. Um, you know who I, I, what, who made a really valid point is that he was the one who got the most out of Kirk cousins. Oh Yeah. Is there, is there a world where the 49ers go and get Kirk Cousins and become like – because I will say Kirk Cousins, not elite and not even in like the really good category, like the one and the two category. Kirk, yeah. Cousins, Kirk Cousins definitely in the three category. Tier three, yes. Is that better than Jimmy Garoppolo and does that get them over the hump? I would say Jimmy Garoppolo is somewhere standing on the line between two and three. And I no! would say, oh my God, that's such Patriots bullshit, Rivers. Really? There's no way you can say that with a straight face. 
He made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, dude. What what has Kirk Cousins done better than the one year that Jimmy Garoppolo was like a? What were Jimmy Garoppolo's stats in the road to the playoffs to the Super Bowl? Yeah, dude. He didn't do a lot. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That offense becomes so much better with a better quarterback. Kirk Cousins is not a better quarterback. Under what metric? Under the metric that Kirk Cousins is now one and five. And tied with the Jaguars and the Giants and the Falcons and the Texans for the second worst team in the league. Vikings also have a decent team. Is is, is the thing that's kind of like missed. Oh, no, the Vikings lost a lot of fucking people. They did. They they missed Diggs, um, but they also I think missed their offensive coordinator Stefanski, who's now the Browns' head coach. Um, he seemed like he got a lot more out of Kirk Cousins than whatever they're getting out of him now. Um, and speaking of Kevin Stefanski and the Cleveland Browns, Baker, woof, really, really bad. I have a fun stat for you guys. You guys like fun stats? I do like fun stats. I heard y'all like fun stats, so mm-hmm. I'm here to give you some fun stats. The Pittsburgh Steelers and Cleveland Browns have played 17 games in Pittsburgh since 2004, when I believe Roethlisberger was drafted. How many of those games do you think the Browns have won? In Pittsburgh over the last 17 years. Going to go with zero, Alex. Walker? Yeah, it's either one or zero. It is zero. It is 17 in a row in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. uh, over the Browns since Roethlisberger has taken over. Mm-hmm. I have a uh... – a question. Sure. Are the Steelers Super Bowl contenders? Mm. One of the last three, four, three, three undefeated teams now that the Packers lost, um, along with the Titans and the Seahawks. I would say no. Because <laughs> we haven't – in the AFC – the clear-cut Super Bowl contenders are the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Titans. And I would say we haven't seen the Steelers against any of those three teams. And until we do, I'm going to just hold them in that fourth spot. But, I mean, if they beat the Ravens, if I see it and it looks convincing, I, I, I would buy into it. Doug, Clay Chase Pool, Chase Claypool, whatever the <laughs> hell his name is. Chase Claypool. Wow, is he amazing? He sure is. Man, I mean, how fur- how furious is Juju Smith still to not be the best wide receiver on his team? I mean, he's got to be fucking furious. <laughs> I mean, he made Ian Book look good, which is an accomplishment <laughs> in and of itself. He scored, <laughs> he scored 12 points versus Louisville this weekend, who's averaging like 45 points a game scored against him. Yeah, um, Chase Claypool's a freak. It's so funny because literally Antonio Brown completely lost his mind because Juju Smith-Schuster came onto the team and everybody was like, wow, Juju Smith-Schuster, this guy's awesome. And he was like, what about me, damn it? It should be me. (laughs) And then he lost his mind. And now Juju is like, oh, yeah, baby, this is my team now. And then Chase Claypool shows up and Juju is – Juju got me three fantasy points this weekend, so I really don't want to fucking hear from him. Uh, 
but he is uh he's not exactly killing it out here. Mm-mm. Um the Patriots. Can we talk mm-hmm. about the Patriots? They fall to two and three. They score twelve points against the Denver Broncos. It appears that you may actually need wide receivers and tight ends and skill position players to move the ball in the National Football League as much as Bill Belichick hates it and would love to just have three, four outside linebackers or whatever the fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, Ryan Izzo is a step down from like the greatest tight end of all time, which you had three years ago. Yep. Julian Edelman right now, not the same as Julian Edelman 12 concussions ago. Nikhil Harry, not good enough. Demir Bird, not good enough. Not good enough. enough. Jacoby Myers, not good enough. Sony Michelle, not good enough. Rex Burkhead, not good enough. Um, I'm sad for Cam. I am too, because I feel like half the team fucking quit on him before the season even started. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's no secret why Tom left. He only has a few years left, and, like, if this is the weapons that he's going to have, he's like, it's not going to happen. And Cam can, you know, run as much as he wants, and he can be as innovative as he wants. And I honestly don't think Cam has even played bad. I mean, he's going to get a lot of criticism, but he's making the most of what he had. Uh, but literally their two best plays this weekend were both passes by Julian Edelman. So, At, at, at what point – do you begin to criticize Bill Belichick's inability to bring in playmakers in free agency and also in the draft? Yeah, I mean, the Patriots, I mean, the Patriots it's been uh It's been a year since you guys have, like, had to, I don't know. feels a little unfair to criticize Bill Belichick this suit. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. And he's, I, I see that he is like, Oh, modern offenses. It's all passing. He's trying to like zag. Like he's trying to think everybody's going this way. I'm going to go the other way. Um, and he's trying to become like, we run the football. We play defense. We, you know, whatever, smash mouth, fullback, whatever. Um, you have to be able to pass it. Like you just, you can't just run it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, like if you go through the Patriots last four or five drafts, it's awful. I mean, they've just missed on draft picks over and over and they've tried to draft receivers in the first round. They've drafted running backs in the first round, running back in the second round. Um, doesn't matter. They're, they're missing. They're just not good players. And some of that's luck and you know, whatever. But, um, I feel bad for Cam. Wouldn't they be better with T. Higgins? Yes, almost definitely. Or Chase Claypool. Or last year, D.K. Metcalf. Or Trey McLaurin. Yeah, I mean, and additionally, I forget when it was, but who is their last all-star offensive player that they've drafted? Pro Bowl, excuse me, I said all-star. But it's like, maybe it's Nate Solder? Yeah, maybe. I mean, you know – and he's retired. Uh, Joe Tooney, maybe Joe Tooney, but a guard. I mean, a guard. I mean, yeah. I mean, and th- that's kind of the point, right? It, it's that they've not done a great job. Oh, um, 
the tackle for the Raiders. He was not drafted by us. Oh, true, 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 true. So yeah, I mean they've struggled and they've struggled drafting. They haven't. Trent Brown. Yeah, Trent Brown. They haven't added uh, offensive talent, and I mean he scored twelve points against the Denver Broncos, and you lose to Drew Locke, who went like twelve out of twenty-six. Turns out throwing an incompletion is just wildly effective versus the <laughs> Patriots. I yeah. think more. I think more quarterbacks should try to pick that up personally. Josh Allen, your boy. My boy, Josh Allen. Two weeks ago, I dubbed the Buffalo Bills Super Bowl contenders. And I mm. said, face it, Josh Allen is good now. And Josh Allen said, buddy. Not so fast. Not so fast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Me and Rivers, I hate to tell the people, uh, we bet against Patrick Mahomes against uh, against our better judgment. We try to outsmart ourselves. Um, it's the second time in three weeks. We also bet on the Ravens against the Chiefs. Yep. Two weeks uh, ago. <sighs> How many more times are we going to do this this year? I don't I'm- like. I don't like betting against Patrick Mahomes. Uh, yeah, I don't like it either. You were the one who, like, sort of kind of talked me into it. I was on the edge. I won't say that it was fully, like, a, you, a coercion, but. I think if we run back the call, you were the one who said the word bills first, but I was like, you know what? I've also been thinking bills. <laughs> uh, Walker, were you uh, were you in on this game? Uh, I I don't know. I was not in on this game. Okay. Well, the uh, Buffalo Bills offense was fair to say an unmitigated disaster. Is that Mm -hmm. too harsh? Is that too harsh? No, no. It was really bad. It was really bad, Uh, especially in the second half. They had one drive that was competent, and everything else was three and out or a Josh Allen pick. I have a, uh, a, a note. Ooh. Play it on us. Is Justin Herbert a rich man's Josh Allen, a poor man's Josh Allen, or Josh Allen? Uh, That's tough. I mean, just on early receipts alone, I know Josh Allen, like, is cool and fun. But if we're talking about getting down to brass tacks and, like, starting a functional football team, I think I'm definitely taking Justin Herbert. I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. I still think Josh Allen, he definitely can get better. Um, And he definitely has gotten better, but he's not there yet. Um, How many quarterbacks do you say that about, though? You know what I mean? Where you're like, oh, he will get better. Oh, he will get better. But, dude, he's taking him to – Was it him, though? I've been standing on this Sam Darnold will get better take for a long time. The and, second uh, Sam Darnold leaves the Jets, he is going to become so much better. Look at Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles was the head coach of the Jets, and they were a train wreck. And now he's Tampa Bay's defensive coordinator. And guess who's the hottest damn name in head coaching circles that every, you know, Lions, Jags, whatever, Giants, Jets fan is going to be interested in next season is going to be interviewing? Todd Bowles. I don't think he's going to go back to the Jets, but I'm just saying teams that need a new head coach. Todd Bowles is going to get one of those jobs. And I bet you 
that he won't be half bad. Uh, I guarantee if the Lions make that mistake, <laughs> he's going to come here and be terrible. Are you just or, all or, he'll, or he'll go like nine and nine and six, and we'll fire him. I like or, him on. I like him on the Falcons. I think the Falcons need a defensive identity. Are uh, you in on B enemy, Luke? Oh, I'm so in on B enemy. <laughs> but at the same time, like he has so much talent to where if he wasn't good, it would be like. Well, yeah, they just need new offensive coordinators. So I don't know, but also got Andy Reid. The Lions have talent on offense. Yes, they have. They have talent on offense. Galladay is a beast. Galladay is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Top ten, twelve, easy. Yes. I'd say top ten. I would put. I would say Galladay is comfortably top ten. Hawkinson, I think, can be used, but just not in the way that we're using him. Like I don't think that they're. They're trying to make him do stuff that he's not supposed to. And then I also think that, like, our running backs are really good. Yep. Like, we have good running backs. I think we just scheme things terribly. And we have the same ass clown who called a fucking pass play on the goal line when you have Marshawn Lynch instead of running the ball right up the middle to win a Super Bowl and give you guys another goddamn Super Bowl week victory yes and matt patricia has not let you stop hearing about it pal oh my god you know who? go ahead i wonder if that like offensive coordinator i keep keep, daryl bevel i think daryl bevel yes ever looks at matt patricia after he made that comment and he's like you dumbass you didn't do anything that was You know who I wouldn't mind as the next Lions head coach? Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator for the Panthers who came from LSU last year. I would love that. But... I think that guy has some sauce. Because the Panthers offense with Teddy B and Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore has no business being as good as it is. But it's good. And, like, not just McCaffrey is good, but Mike Davis is now good now that McCaffrey's out. That offense is good. And LSU's receivers last year were always open. So you would look nice. It's Jamar Chase in that royal blue, baby. Honolulu. Honolulu blue, baby. Honolulu Come on, blue. what are you doing out here? Excuse me. I'm, I, I've perhaps forgotten the grit and grind of Detroit City. <laughs> I, I can't believe it's it's left me after all these years. No, I I would Jamar Chase would look great in a uh, in a Lions uniform, but you know it would look even better like any linebacker who could make a tackle, <laughs> literally any linebacker. Dude, Gardner Minshew got out in the open field and threw a juke on Tavai, the second round linebacker we have from the University of Hawaii, and you would have thought it was like Barry Sanders making a miss in the open field. I mean, he looked absolutely <laughs> shook by Gardner Minshew. It was infuriating. Uh, Jared Davis, though, had the highest rated uh, PFF um, rating out of all the guys on our defense, although he only played 11 snaps. So, (laughs) got that that going against him. (laughs) Jamie Collins predictably bad again now that he's not on the Patriots. I I personally think you should play your good players. You don't need to call me a whiz, but Dude, the Lions are famous for not playing their good players. Like, Tracy Walker is one of the highest-rated safeties in the, like, league right now. And yeah. he gets, like, 
15 snaps a game. (laughs) (laughs) And Jonah Jackson, our new, like, starting offensive guard from Ohio State, Mm -hmm. he's, like, one of the highest-rated rookie offensive linemen, and he gets, like, subbed out half the plays. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I have a game for us. Yes. Mm -hmm. I have three quotes from cam newton one of them is not real but the other two are real and i want you guys to tell me which one is fake Mm -hmm. they're all in response to the loss to the broncos okay the first one i don't point fingers i point thumbs that's Mm. definitely that's definitely real we have no room to look through a telescope our focus should be with a microscope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The sky might be falling, but listen, I'll bring my umbrella, my raincoat to get the job done. One and two are true, three is false. Walker? I think he said them all. <laughs> he said them all. That's exactly correct. <laughs> he said them all. The king of the cliches, Cam Newton. Truly at it again. Uh, dude. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, what else grabbed you from the world of sports this weekend? Maybe the, the Big Ten's back, baby. What do you mean? The Big Ten is back. It's week one. It's week one. Should we have a, should we have a peek at the lines? Oh, baby. Should we just I'd... have a peek? Should we get some, should we get some I, lanes out there? I want, I want you to know how much I'm going to empty my fucking clip on the Minnesota Gophers. It's not even going to be funny. I'm going to blow all of my MSU versus Michigan hatred load all over that line on Saturday. It's going to be glorious. Well, I'm going to be there for MSU versus Michigan week two, so I'm looking forward to a banger. Uh, that's, I, I'm, hey, <laughs> Michigan State fan, hand up, willing to admit that to, this is going to be a rough year. <laughs> what are the odds that y'all lose to Rutgers? I'm very high. Very high. How nervous are you about that? That's I'm week not, one, right? I'm not nervous at all, dude. Like, I, I have accepted defeat. I think Mel Tucker is going to have to get, like, a year or two. Mark Antonio left maybe one of the worst Michigan State football teams ever to be inherited. Yeah, like no they, quarterback. It, it, they had no quarterback. The defense was completely gone. No skill position players. Like we had nothing. And yeah. Mel Tucker came in and instantly started recruiting and getting guys to come there. So like, give it a couple of years, we'll be good. Uh, we're still gonna be. It's gonna be a rough year. I mean, if we get anything out of anybody, I'll be pleasantly surprised. Mark Antonio didn't play. Uh, you raised me up by Josh Groban. Did- one more year like uh, like uh, some famous Michigan coaches to be named later oh jeez Jim Harbaugh what a man I can't what an odd odd man I can't wait for him to get the absolute piss beat out of him yet again by Ohio State I mean I look forward to it every year it's Brady Hoke Okay, Friday night, 8 p.m., we have a rematch of the biggest upset in the Big Ten last year as Illinois heads to Camp Randall Stadium to take on the co-number 14 in the nation with the Tar Heels, the Wisconsin Badgers. Wisconsin is a 20-point favorite, and I love Wisconsin. 
I have absolutely no problem with that. Wisconsin's going to have some running back who's great, an offensive lineman who's great, a quarterback who's good enough, and a defense that's good enough. When you haven't had a preseason and you haven't been practicing, you know what you are not ready for? Running the ball. Wisconsin (laughs) slamming the ball down your throat 60 times a game. Just four white men on the offensive line and working in perfect unison, just running full steam ahead at you. Dude, I love the Badgers in this one. Even if Jack Cohn doesn't play, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. All due respect to Lovey Smith. <laughs> All due respect. All due respect, of course. I'd absolutely, Walker, knock, it. Walker, I'd absolutely any... knock it out the park. <laughs> <laughs> Walker, any uh, early leans on Wisconsin, Illinois? Goes to Juice Williams playing. <laughs> Juice Williams is not walking through that door. Deshard Mendenhall showing up. No, sir. I got what was bad. the uh, what was the wide receiver on those teams? Oh, it was um, who was <sighs> I forgot? Aurelius Ben. There it is, Aurelius Ben. Yes, sir. wow, Walker Great from. Pull. From the back rope, baby. Look at you. Number nine. Great pull. Yep. Uh, we, got a, we got a pair of noon kicks. And we've got Luke's Michigan State Spartans Saturday at noon. Kicking off live from East Lansing against the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. I'm, I'm telling you this right now. We might win. I can <laughs> guarantee you we're not covering 13 and a half. If y'all lose, you have to drive to New Brunswick, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, and, and, and you got to spend one night in New Brunswick, New Jersey. No, like, no, that is the penalty that you incur if you lose to Russia. You act like I have actively said that. I think I, from the start of this, said Michigan State stinks. It's not about Michigan State stinking. It's about the principle of losing to Rutgers in football. I mean. <laughs> It's like it's like Kansas, you know, like I mean but worse. No, Rutgers has Shiano back now. Yeah, I was gonna literally say- had them as like a top ten program by the time he left. I think Rutgers it's not gonna be immediate. It might look a little bit like Georgia Tech year one, where they are sort of scrappy, but um, you know, they might play a good game or two against a bigger opponent, but they also might lose to a one double A team. Uh, they, they don't have any talent, but they're going to be well-coached. They're going to play hard. Bring in a transfer quarterback. Almost definitely. He's about, he's about, he's about 27. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe no. get that sixth year for Lindell Stone, baby. <laughs> Dude, and also Michigan State just, like, suspended their best linebacker indefinitely. So, That's if you, you, if you, you ran out of Bullock's. Uh, ran out of Bullocks and also just ran out of Willikisses because we had Kenny <laughs> Willikisses' brother who was our starting linebacker. Oh, no. Yeah. So, I demand, I Michigan demand. State needs to stop doing illegal things. Players <laughs> need to stop doing dumb illegal things. Go Please ahead, stop doing dumb illegal things. If Michigan State loses, Luke must spend <clears throat> one night in the Papa John's of New Brunswick, <laughs> New Jersey. Uh, during during I don't, I don't, I don't think chance. Walker, I don't, I don't think that's necessary. 
<laughs> any I chain did. pizza restaurant. <laughs> I did volunteer my own pinky on this podcast, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, if, if the Lions come back and actually win the Super Bowl, like, I hope you realize I am enforcing the fact that you have to cut off your pinky. Cut off the tip. Nail, nail up. <laughs> like, I want you to still have fun. I think you go half nail. Like, just, like, literally just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, Ohio State is a 27-point favorite at home against Nebraska. Yep. Ohio Absol- State? <laughs> Absolutely. Give me every single point of that. I think Ohio State's going to be the best team in the country this season. I think Ohio State is going to run up the score and run up the score actively every chance they get because they know that this year is a goofy year and they have to just beat the brakes off of everybody. They also know that uh, teams in the Big Ten need, I think it's five people to test positive and then they're shut down. So they literally might get like six games in this year. So they need to be convincing in those games. Every game that they play is like their chance to really show what they've got. I think for every point they score on Nebraska over 50 points, it's like a personal foul against Michigan, you know, <laughs> or, 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 or like Wisconsin, you know, if they play this year, like, yeah, you know, cause they want to hurt, they, they won want to hurt Nebraska. The big 10 does after this, uh, this little show that they put on this off season. Nebraska's the whole reason they're even playing football. I know. I know the Big Ten officials didn't want it to happen. And then, uh, yeah, so I, I think for, for every, uh, for every um, point they score over 50 against Nebraska, that's a, that's a first down called back for Michigan <laughs> in the game this year. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, wow. I smell a rat, friends. Ooh. I smell a stinky rat. Penn State is a six and a half point favorite at Indiana. That feels low. Talking about nine Windiana. I'm talking about Michael Penix's Indiana Hoosiers. Isn't Michael Parsons sitting out this year? Um, I'm not sure where those Penn State guys – I know Parsons and uh, – who's the tight end? Frudenthal, is that his name? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I know they both were going to sit out, and now they both want to play. I don't know. We'll see how it looks. Um, but feels like that should be at least double digits. Somebody uh... knows something. Dude, playing at Indiana is hard. Like, Indiana is traditionally very, like, a tough beat at home in the Big Ten. I don't hate taking them plus the six and a half. If I was going to take a side, that's where I'd be. Indiana has been playing better and better each year. They're, like, one of the top they're, – they're in the top half of the Big Ten. They like, won nine games last year. Yeah, I, I just think that that's not – an egregiously low line, all things considered. And I also think like Penn state is just like a Michigan almost in the fact like that they're grossly overrated at the beginning of the season, no matter what. 
I think Penn State is like one of the top six or seven programs in the country right now. Uh, I disagree. Who's ahead of them? I mean, outside of like the obvious ones, you don't think – I mean – I don't think Penn State's going to be better than Minnesota this year. Really? Yeah. Wow. I disagree with that. I think Penn State's pretty good right now. I think James Franklin's a really good coach. I think Minnesota may have been pretty good. I mean, they have that – they have a great wide receiver. Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman. They got a pretty good quarterback. And then additionally, they have that kid – or like last year they had that kid uh, that's in Tampa right now. Uh, that's yep. a wide receiver. Win, no, Winfield and Tyler Johnson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they, they are a pretty, pretty solid team. I don't hate that take. Um, but it does show you know that – well, let's make a let's do a little uh, Big Ten, uh, Big Ten, Big Ten friendly wager. Big Ten friendly wager. I bet you that Minnesota Minnesota will win more games than Penn State. Are you betting me or Rivers? I am looking up the schedules right now. So I'll bet both you guys. You think I'm yellow-bellied? I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll take both you on. I'm certainly too yellow-bellied to drive to okay. New <laughs> Yes, I'm not going <laughs> to drive to the Northeast during a pandemic. I'm sorry. Penn State does play Ohio State. They're at Michigan, and that's the only two losses I see on the schedule. And at Michigan's not even a definite loss. No, Penn State's definitely going to beat Michigan. Minnesota at Wisconsin, home versus Michigan. Uh, they get Purdue at home. They get Iowa at home. Their road games are Maryland, Illinois, Wisconsin, and Nebraska. I mean, that's like three of the best four that you could possibly have. Exactly. Minnesota will win more than Penn State. Hey, Penn State's one of the top six programs in the country. You're damn right they are. Yes, yeah, so damn right they, they are. Shouldn't they, be, they shouldn't be concerned, man. That you, when you're only playing eight games and one team's playing harder schedule, that matters. But damn it, you're on. All right, good. All right, good. Loser has to drive to New Brunswick. <laughs> Loser has to spend the night in the New Brunswick, New Jersey Papa John's. Is Peyton Peyton Manning got a hungry Howie's there? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Do they have a hungry Howie's there? I don't know, but if they do, that's my preference. Um, And then finally, uh, in the Big Ten, we also have Iowa Purdue. That's a decent game, but I don't feel like any of us really had to lean in that. It's three points either way. They're both sort of middle of the road Big Ten teams. Um, the game of the week this weekend. Michigan at Minnesota, prime time. Michigan's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Luke, I guarantee you, likes Minnesota. Yes, correct. Walker? You know, I looked at Michigan's football roster, and I recognized about five names. Um, Nico Collins, Joe Milton, Zach Charbonnet. Um, But then I looked over at Minnesota's roster, and I recognized about the same number of names. And you 
consider yourself vaguely a Michigan fan. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, we grew up going to the game, so I, mm-hmm. I, I would consider a Michigan fan. I, yeah. I think that um, – I think Harbaugh's going to come out in a completely new offense, which I think will help Michigan. I think they'll be a lot more dynamic this year offensively. I mean, Shea Patterson was just so limited in what he could do. But then there's also the argument that, like, the kind of reverse side of that argument is that if Joe Milton was that much better than Shea Patterson, he would have been playing. They should have been, yes. they, they been playing Dylan McCaffrey the entire time. Dylan McCaffrey was the best quarterback, and they let him walk for whatever godly reason. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's, it's a good point. I mean, I was at – so this was uh, PC pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the, year, the year of our Lord? 2019. <laughs> well, I guess this was 2020. Uh, oh, my. I was, I was at the, uh, the Michigan Bowl game this year. Oh, yeah, you were. That was uh, no less than eight years ago, and you can't tell me differently. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? Did you guys see going around on the internet uh, – sorry, not to cut you off, Walker, but the freaking Kansas-Kansas State basketball fight where that guy picked up a chair was <laughs> yeah. literally this year. What the hell? That happened no less than five years ago. <laughs> the, th- the thing about being in quarantine, it's like, has one day lapsed, or has it been like five years? Like, I'm is, not quite perfect. sure. This is where the podcast falls off the wheels, and I'm fucking here for it. <laughs> Guys, get ready to just listen to three idiots babble about some shit. <laughs> no, but, uh, sorry, what was my original point again? I you were talking about the Michigan Bowl game. Oh, yeah. There, there were not, like, a shortage of, like, three times where there would be a Michigan wide receiver completely unguarded, like, 40 yards down the field, and Shea Patterson wouldn't even look this way. Like, the Michigan cheering section was like, he's right there. Look, what are you doing? <laughs> Shea Patterson would just like sling the ball out of bounds. I mean, it was terrible. I, let, 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 I just all, there was are, never there was never a player who was more emphatic on like the the like Instagram. I gotta show everybody that I still got it. Post and then when it came to like showing that he still had it, he had nothing. He was who, who remembers when he subtweeted Jim Harbaugh, but he forgot to use his burner. Yep. I remember. There's like there was like this this moment, and it was an NFL draft when the Francisco 49ers drafted Ken Tuan Balmer, and the announcer said, "And I quote: Never has so much been said about a man who has done so little." That's exactly how I feel about Shea Patterson. That's exactly how I feel about Jim Harbaugh. Uh, Jim Harbaugh. I mean, can we just like acknowledge that like nine and three is a good year for Michigan and that's fine. And they're not on the same like level as Ohio state until further notice. They're not on the same. They weren't even on the same level as us. It took some very bad things happening at the university that were definitely 
in the right for being brought to light to bring us down. Can we talk about the fucking cartoons that Fox has been using on their NFL games of these players that look absolutely ridiculous? Dude, they made Philip Rivers look like an Adonis. It was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> they gave Tom Brady no less than like 22-inch pythons in the bicep department. <laughs> he looked enormous. Oh, my God. The side-by-side -side of Cole Beasley next to the like – <laughs> literally fucking like thor looking thing that they've put next to him hilarious hilarious dude yeah i think i that, it's also just like the weird profile picture that like the odd kid from your school uses as like his profile picture instead of an actual picture of himself is yeah. like that animated like ripped version of himself yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah. It's like, I know the NFL, like, marketing department isn't that good because, like, they don't really have to be good at their jobs because people will just watch the NFL regardless. But, yeah. like, do better. Just a little bit better. Or just keep yeah. pictures. <laughs> pictures have been working great for a very long time. Keep using them. Correct. Um, the Braves blew a 3-1 lead. Uh. I like to look at it as the Dodgers and a baseball player who some refused to play uh, made a comeback from a 1-3 deficit. Are you talking about the PBA certified bowler, Marcus Lynn Betts? Yeah, I can't believe you guys were dumb enough to let him go. Holy shit, is he good. Remember all those years when I was like, Mookie Betts is better than Mike Trout. Mookie Betts is better than Mike Trout. Mookie Betts actually helps his team win. Mike Trout just puts up stats. Mookie Betts is better than Mike Trout. Mookie Betts, still better than Mike Trout. The best baseball player in the world. He's a great defender. He's a great base runner. He's a great contact hitter. He's a great power hitter. He's a great leader in the clubhouse. He is literally everything you could ever want in a baseball player. And... That danged old luxury tax. Boston sports is like at legitimately its lowest point in a long time. I could not. I can't wait. I cannot wait. I want. I want sad Boston fans more than I want air in my lungs right now. Mookie Betts is on the Dodgers. World Series. Yep. They literally. Had him. They brought him through the farm system. He was homegrown. All they had to do was pay him a contract. Mm -hmm. And they traded him away to deal with the luxury tax. Which, I, I, baseball players can spend as much money as they want. I didn't even know they even had a luxury tax. It's absurd. The Red Sox, by the way, after trading away Mookie Betts and keeping, you know, Devers, Bogarts, Jackie Bradley, J.D. Martinez, whatever. Last place. Last place. We also uh, gave up uh, a deal that included uh, the L.A. Dodgers' best relief pitcher who throws it like 105. <laughs> and he's yes. like 20. He's like 20. Nice. Um, had to get under that luxury tax, though. The Patriots. Spending all that money at Liverpool, man. He is spending all that money at Liverpool. Mbappe 2021. Wait, <laughs> just wait. Now let's, wait. now let's start a dialogue. Right, <laughs> Mbappe is, 2021. 
I'm, I'm okay to sacrifice your guys' fandom and the Boston Red Sox for my Liverpool Reds <laughs> to go out and get my French son, Kylian Mbappe. Yes. Um, just a quick aside. Well wishes to the large Adonis of a man that holds my heart, Virgil van Dyke. Suffered a torn ACL this week out for the year. Uh, won't be the same without you, big fella. We'll miss you. Finally you'll the come, coffee's year. You'll come back stronger. Dude, it might be Everton's year. I mean, they literally injured him. Their goalkeeper literally injured him. And they didn't even fucking give him a red card. Literally, uh, if, we're, if, we're on the, if we're on the, the, the thoughts and prayers strain, thoughts and prayers to a brilliant career of Doc Emmerich. A yes. true, true king. And I know those who don't follow hockey probably won't know who I'm talking about, but just a true industry leader, one of the best play-by-play guys we'll ever see, will make watching Sunday NHL hockey that much harder. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. One of literally probably – there's no voice that you associate more with one sport than – Than Doc Emmerich. Doc Emmerich with hockey. I mean, there's been a lot of good baseball commentators. There's been a lot of good football commentators. There's been a lot of good basketball commentators. But as far as I know, in hockey, there's Doc Emmerich, then there's everybody else. Correct. Isn't he the shoots he scores guy? Scores. No, uh, you're that. That's like a. <laughs> that's like a highlight reel from like the movie Miracle. <laughs> he shoots no. and scores. He shoots no, and scores. No, no, no. no, Walker, what that is who Walker, yeah, that is who you're thinking of. No, Doc Doc Emmerich is the guy who uses just like an obscene amount of adjectives to describe the same thing over and he over. He saucers over. it along the boards, he pushes it, he brooms it up past him <laughs> into into Taves, and then he spills it back to Patrick Kane, who feeds it back up top to Duncan Key. <laughs> and the goalie waffle boards it into the corner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he marches it back up to the blue line. Back over to his partner to be received back again by his partner. Yeah, he's a beauty. Um, anything else, boys? Walker, uh, any any last words? Uh, it's been fun. It really has. I, I I thank you all for 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 reaching out to me and and letting me be. Uh, I guess your second guest. Uh, third, technically, we had a we had a double guest situation. There was a, maybe a few too many cooks in the kitchen on that episode. It got off the rails, but um, who, who was on? It was that it was Mario and uh, Cesar. Uh, I, I, I hope I didn't. I hope I didn't cook too much. I hope <laughs> I, I hope I just added just the right amount of spice. I hope I hope Gordon Ramsay on TikTok doesn't see this and just absolutely <laughs> grill us. I, I, I watch Gordon Ramsay's TikToks like all the time. He calls people donuts, which I find like charming and uh, quite enjoyable to listen to. Oh my God, they're showing that commercial with Alex Smith and his leg just doesn't look like it should be something that's attached to the human body. I, um, I was watching the Gordon Ramsay's YouTube channel for like two hours this weekend and mm-hmm. just him going into these places and being served food that looks like Alex Smith's leg. Uh, and hearing him just like absolutely demean some like (laughs) 
sous chef at like a fish restaurant in Monterey, California. I always get a kick out of it. It's really good. Probably like some 14 year old at a family restaurant just do his best back there. There was this one. What are you doing back there? You donut. (laughs) (laughs) There was this one where the two owners were this divorced couple and they like wouldn't speak, but they still ran the business together. And then Gordon Ramsay sent back like three straight plates of food. And they were just, like, screaming at each other, and the whole restaurant turned, and they were literally just, like, screaming and cussing at each other back, uh, like, behind the partition or whatever. But you could hear them throughout the whole restaurant, and everybody was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Like, they were clearly working out, like, years' worth of anger on each other because Gordon Ramsay had sent back the fish three times in a row. (laughs) Gordon Ramsay saved their marriage? Uh, No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> rooting for them, but uh, that'll do it. Walk, thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, we'll have another episode for you guys out this week. Some picks, maybe more Walker. I don't know. Mm. Uh, we'd love to get you in the mix, but we'll definitely have some picks for you later. I, I, I'll tell you what, I'd love to be in the mix. It, it's been fun. Um, you know, we have a get, we got a long list of uh, potential suitors for uh, you know podcasts, so we'll try to squeeze you in. We're becoming. <laughs> wildly popular in the podcast game so uh we'll, we'll do our best to try to get you hey that's right, that's right. i appreciate it well i'll catch uh, y'all later and we're not becoming popular for our picks because just to wrap up i this weekend was four and seven which brings me to 29 29 and one on the year exactly average and luke three and eight this weekend i uh, do you take out that alabama pick i did thank you 24 and 32. Nowhere to go but up. Of course, he could just go 3 and 8 again, I guess. But Hey, man, there's just... a winless. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm reducing the ticket. I'm not, I don't need to gamble, or I don't need to pick as many games as I do. That's fair. I'm a, I'm, hey, you forgot to mention the fact that I have, again, won my lock. You did. I'm like 5 and 1 in locks. You are. You are. I won my lock for just the second time this year. Uh, Pittsburgh, never a doubt over Cleveland. Most people don't have the confidence to spray the board like you, Luke. That's shoot true. Shoot or shoot. That's true. Can't score if you don't shoot. I mean, it needs to be said. Yeah. You can't go 9-0 and if you don't bet nine games in a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was just riding such a high from hitting that, like, big unit bet that I had with uh, mm-hmm. my, Chargers. My, sweet, my sweet baby boy, Justin Herbert. Yeah, I can't believe you let Walker say those nasty things about Justin Herbert on this podcast earlier, comparing him to a poor man's Josh Allen. I, I thought you I, would I, defend I, your I, mans. I took, I took Justin Herbert. I, there's no defending that needs to be done more than saying I would take Justin Herbert before I took Josh Allen. There you go. Um, thanks for listening. Walker, thanks for being on. My pleasure. See ya. Peace.